there's fuzziness as you cross the threshold. But now everyone looks odd. The music is different. It's this like piano-y, like jazzy kind of music. And there's this roaring log fire in the distance. There's this taste on your lips that you just quite pepper. This man in a red suit with a top hat and a cane. Mm. Elven-like features, red and orange hair with leaves in his hair. Hello, hello. It's nice to see you again. Welcome to my fine establishment. And now we continue. Do not worry, I am a businessman, and you will find no harm from me here. I offer you the rights of hospitality. No offence, but I'd rather drink my own piss than accept anything from you. Trillis looks at Harold like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, Meredith raises her hand for a high five. (laughs) Wow, Harold, that is quite the thing to say. And after all the the good things I've done for you. Good things? I was trying to be cordial. I'm sorry. Last time we saw you, you were antagonizing us in a prison. Like, what is going on? I was simply delivering a message for an employer. No means of antagonizing. Here, he turns around. And then when he turns back, he's holding a platter with drinks on it. Can I offer you a drink? On the house. I take it and I just pour it on the floor and then I, I turn around. I literally, I'm done. Uh, you turn around, Harold, and the door that you've walked through, you see the frame of a door, but there's just a wall where the, the door would be. You you actually, you realise that it's not wood, it's stone. And everything here is like made of stone and tree branches and things. It's, it's not what you would consider like a traditional structure and stepping out of the stone of this this doorway is is a uh, small gnome-like creature just wildly covered in hair and it's it's not a creature you've ever seen before mm-hmm. uh, definitely like it's humanoid um, but yeah he he's Looks like he's got, like, stone for skin, though. Mm. Uh, and he's wearing, like, a little vest, um, which is a, a red vest he's wearing. Stop right there. What's all this? What's all this, eh? Has Meredith seen this? Uh, well, Meredith, you're, like, in between this interaction. Yeah, okay. So she's going to turn back to Mr. Red and, like, look up at him and with her best kind of intimidating sort of facial expression, she's just going to be like... Let us 
leave. Ah, uh, you see, that is where things are slightly tricky. Everyone is free to enter my establishment and enjoy my hospitality. I can assure you that the drinks and food here are from your home region and are nothing to be afraid of. People may enter as they wish. There are games of chance, games of skill, and winners win tokens. You can cash those tokens in for all manner of fantastical things, but what you seem to be interested in is being able to cash that token in to leave. You see, it's free to enter, but you have to pay to get out. You said... That doesn't seem particularly moral. She's just piping up from nowhere because she doesn't know who this person is. That doesn't seem particularly fair. We were under the impression that the entire group of us who were just coming through to have a drink and keep going... Are now, we're now trapped in your establishment. That seems hardly to be a fair means you of doing You said people are free to come in as they wish. We did not wish to come in. Ah, uh, but you crossed the threshold into my establishment. And while you have turned down the food and drinks, the warmth of the fire, the pleasantness of the environment, there is hospitality you have enjoyed. Actually, I'm afraid I haven't enjoyed any of this, so that's actually a very spurious argument on your behalf. I'm sorry you feel that way, Harold. (laughs) Of course you are. I truly am. I did try to assist where I could, given the the mess that you were involved with. Phyllis just looks now confused again, just like... What? You didn't think it was odd you were paid for completing a job you didn't complete? I'm sorry, what are you talking about? We delivered an item to the person who we were told to deliver it to. I think you'll find. I think you'll find you didn't. Oh my goodness, I do not have time for this. (laughs) Like, I am so not in the mood, mate. You have no idea. I have just had a massive fight with one of my best friends and I've just been coerced into appearing into somewhere that I did not want to be. And now this dude is just messing with our brains. I'm sorry. No. Phyllis is just going to step in between this conversation just because she can feel the heat of the room now going up. Right. Sorry. I'm happy to get these guys out here to bring back the room to your beautiful establishment back to the way that you would choose to have it with the kinds of patrons you would choose to have here but the only way I can do that friend and she says that with that sort of like is this the word that I want to use <laughs> is to, for us for you to allow the um, the the five of us plus those three and she points at the three other barbarians that have come into the establishment that she can see the shins of Mm-hmm. Just, all we want to do is leave and we'll sort it out. I will send someone to sort out your, uh, is it carpeting? Carpeted? Floorboards? Help. Well, it looks like it's maybe moss. Like it's it's soft. It looks like carpet, but it's cool. not. It's naturally. Come and sort out your carpet, floor, ground, whatever. But the only way for me to do that is for you to allow us to leave. We didn't realise when we came in that there was any sort of requirement. 
to leave and that was not publicly advertised or we wouldn't have brought this group in through your establishment. I see. Perhaps my sign was stolen or fell down. There is, of course, another door you can leave through. It's just over there and he points to a different door. You're free to leave through that door. It won't have the same magical properties of the one you've just come through, but you can leave that way if you'd like. And Meredith just looks over at Trellis and goes, we've met this guy before. Yes, I understand that, Meredith. That's not mm-hmm. the point I'm making to this gentleman, is that what he's doing is... What he's done... It's not okay! Is, no, no, it's... I understand that that's the way you were choosing to run your business, and that's absolutely fine. But you have... No, it's not! It's fine if that's the way he wants to run his business, Meredith. Then that's absolutely fine. But it needs to be something that's publicly advertised in a way that we can see when we come through the door. And it wasn't exactly. like that. Meredith, you need to calm down right now. And it's not about not about an us versus you. It's just all we want to do is leave back to exactly where we found ourselves and we shan't be darkening your doorway again. Ah, uh, well... And I can't, I can't, for fairness' sake, allow people who are... And she looks across it, dig it and go up. Perhaps a little worse for wear this evening to be undergoing any form of gaming from a, like, duty of care type perspective. I can't allow them to be doing that, which means all I want to do is get these people back to where they came from. That's all. That's all I'm asking you to do, sir. I understand. You seem, and he puts his cane, like, on and leans down so he can get closer to you. You seem very reasonable as a person, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Meredith, like, flings her hand For some up. unknown reason, I don't feel like you necessarily are with a tone of voice like that, but I'd like, nonetheless, to get these people home. Well... I will make sure that that sign is properly placed. Doesn't as it solve our problem be. right now, does it? Hmm. As I have said, you could win a game, get a token, go back through that door you've just come from, or there is that doorway over there which will lead you outside Sir, as well. You've got a situation. We've got more people in here than I. If you're saying that I can get one for myself and I can leave, that's fine. That doesn't actually answer the problem of all the other people who've come in through this door. If you get tokens for that's them... That's not fair, sir. That's not fair. That's not what you said because there's no signage. And those people who are under the influence of potentially more alcohol than they should have t- taken in, but that's nothing I can do anything about. That's not legally fair that you're asking them to gamble in your establishment, that you're not dissuading them from doing something that is not safe for them to do and could become a problem for them from a social health perspective later on down the line. Give me a persuasion roll. Go, go, go. Oh, look. That's complete... Wait, oh, look, it's a plus zero. That's fun. Oh. What's the name of this establishment, Ben? Uh, you should have gone into the Cunning Rat, but that doesn't look like where you've gone into. Yeah. 17 plus zero. Okay. You know, that seems fair. I did offer some very interesting magical items and effects here for those who wish to claim them. I can't allow those people to do that. I understand, I understand. Uh, So which people was it that you're the most concerned about here? Just going to point at the five who are the barbarians that have walked in the room. So that's the three who have wandered off who she can see because she's been playing Mm -hmm. to spot them all night. Plus Digget Mm -hmm. and Gore. Digget and Gore, okay. Because they're the ones that Sorry, guys. Functionally, she has more duty of care over. No, that's fair. I see, I see. And he looks around. Yes, they do seem like they've already had quite an evening. 
Yes, I can't exactly say what effect these two are under, because they're the ones that she's, like, sort of managed to corral. These two are mm-hmm. under, but they've been drinking things off of... They've been randomly offered to them, and I I don't love that either, but we'll get to that another time. Mm. I, I see. Um, doorman, and he clicks his fingers and points at the five people, and this this creature that Harold's squaring off with uh, sinks into the floor like he, he melds into the stone and he appears above the door frame and he throws out these like, look like metal rope and they wrap around the five people the three barbarians Gore and Sigurd and he pulls and they all go flying towards him and they that doorway shimmers and you see Ferramaster streets and they go through that doorway and it shimmers back and it's stone once again. Well, now you're just throwing them out in the street. That seems safe. Your duty of care is cared for. No, it's not, because now I'm not with the people over whom I have duty of care. Hmm. I can see how that would be frustrating. Frustrating's not the word, but I'm not here to swear at you in your establishment. I appreciate that. How about this? And he flicks you a token on the house and then he turns back to Harold and Meredith always a pleasure he smiles and turns around to walk away <sighs> Meredith just like sighs and her shoulders slump I am so done with that man I feel like we might have to have a chat at our next got up and write meeting about what you mean by that man Trellis but that doesn't solve our current problem does it no, you should just go. You need to go and take it and look out for those guys. I know I do. But you're also part of the pub crawl. You're just less inebriated than them. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? I want to get out of here. Well, personally, I'm thinking of running my sword through him. That's not going to help your situation, Harold, and you know that. Well, if people die, often the magic that they're casting actually ends with them, so it would solve my problem in more than one way, actually. You're in his, you're in his turf. Any barbarian will tell you that that's not a safe place to take someone on. Mr. Red is sauntering back off through the crowd, and the crowd, like, comes back around him and he disappears. So, I've got my token, and she flicks it and catches it in that dexterous, in that way that barbarians who just play with stuff do. And she looks to the other two, going, Well, we've got one. Shall we figure out a way to get you two one so we can go home? Go back to the. I doubt it's going to be that easy, but of course not. I think we need to try it. We don't have a choice now, do we? Well, we could choose not to participate. Well, you can stay here forever if you like. I've got some study to do. I don't know that I can do it from here. Meredith is furious. You can see it like simmering behind her eyes. Shall I get you a drink, Meredith? Harold. No. No, I wouldn't drink anything in this place. Right. And what would you propose to do, Harold? That's not resorting to something that the rogue society might decide is a better plan. I agree with Trillis, Harold. I don't think attacking him is going to do us any good. Well, what if we sort of captured him instead? Personally, I'd like to see him meet my brother. The easiest way to do that is just that we can make a mark on the doorway after we leave. Report him to your brother after that. Doesn't solve There's no way this place will be here after we leave. Exactly. Got a homing beacon? I don't. I'd like to do a perception check. Um, are the people, are the other patrons in this place, like, real? Are they real, actual living beings? 
Hmm. I think that's an investigation. Okay. I don't know if you can tell, but I am actually crossed. Mm, right 13. Now. <laughs> that help? They're so 13. <laughs> they seem real. Mm-hmm. In fact, as you're looking around, in one of the far tables, you spot four individuals you recognize. Mm-hmm. There are four pixies over there playing a card game on a table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you spot Ruff, Topple, Tough, and Ropple playing cards. Interesting. Very. All right, I head over there. Meredith is going to follow. Phyllis is going to do that like big exasperated sigh that only someone who's just trying to stop someone doing something really stupid can pull out. She's going to head to that, like follow them, but she's going to head via the bar because she needs a drink Mm -hmm. after having done a lot of talking. Okay. The bartender, who appears to be a half goat man, a satyr, Looks at you. What can I get ya? Something on the, like, dark ale end of things. I don't okay, really... Okay. I don't know what you have because I've not been here before, but something dark with a, you know... Not too strong, but something dark, please. <laughs> dark, right, right, okay. Uh, and you're from... Where are you from? I live in Faramustus, let's go with that. Faramustus, Faramustus, ah, material plane, okay, hang on, and he turns around and looks at the various things, looks at the various, um, tankards he has. Ah, here we go. And he pours a, a, a draught for you. This here's some good dwarven draught. Okay, it looks like a nut brown, like, ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's served in a heavy tankard um got like a, like a musty oakish odor okay um she looks with that sort of questioning face of like how much it's just five copper for that one very very reasonable and then like from out of nowhere mr red steps in no no this one's one of my guests she's very polite on the house and he gives you a nod right thank you let me go and see if I can figure out what's going on with... He looks up at Mr. Red. The ones you've met before? And she's just going to take the drink and go, like, like no, not allowing... I mean, if he wants to call after her, he can, but he, she's just going to go. Oh, no, he, he just he just smiles at you as you walk away and, like, continues to, like, his eyes are locked on mm-hmm. you. You can feel them on your back. Mm-hmm. He just smiles. Yeah. She's going to walk up to behind wherever Meredith and Harold are and take a swig as she, like, joins them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good stuff. Harold, Meredith, you have arrived at these four pixies playing mm-hmm. monster battles. Mm. Yeah, Harold recognises it immediately. <laughs> I play my fireball and kill your dryad. Victory is mine. Oh, I can't believe he did it. Did it again. <gasps> they all, like, stop and look at you. Mm. Um, Harold is quite wise and sort of astute to adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I did a nature check, but I don't know if that would actually be the right check. Um, would Harold surmise that they're probably in the Feywild? What did you get for your check? 23. Yeah, with a 23, you have the impression you're in the Feywild. 
given the kind of given the the, the, the patrons mm. the, the people even yes, my barbarian type that's something I'd noticed as well uh, I think you were probably focused on like mm. the situation and you haven't like had a chance to like really yeah. look around and take it all in um, but Jiffy if you want to do a, a nature check at advantage that's fine just, no continue the thing I was just more of a like yeah I think probably like as you've got your drink and you're walking back you're actually like looking around and taking in yeah. the, the environment oh, sorry yeah no there's no way she's noticed that okay. <laughs> just a just a weird place that was a five <laughs> upside it was with advantage so it wasn't a nat one Oh boy. <laughs> Not all yeah. well today. Gonna sub some dice out while you guys do some stuff. Oh. Oh, no. Take out the bad dice, put dice it in the All of these dice are going in dice jail. We're just gonna get some different dice <laughs> out. It's fine. Keep going. Tarot. The rule master. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fancy seeing you folks here. Yes. I'm very surprised to see you too. Very surprised, very surprised. I take it you are uh, regulars here. Ah, as it's a new establishment, as regular as we can be. Ah, quite okay. It's nice to get out of the the sewers and somewhere different. Yes, home sweet home, I suppose. Ah, well, our our home is in the library. This is a different place. Hmm. Am I right in thinking that? Uh, as a group, you have certain powers. They look at each other. Perhaps. All right, well, let me be frank. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of games, but I'm not a big fan of the games here, if that makes sense. Do you want to play monster battles with us? Hmm. Did you bring your deck? We could load you on of ours. We have lots of cards. So many cards. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, looking around the bar, you can see the various games of chance that you were you were told about. Mm. Uh, there's some blue-skinned uh, humanoid who is dealing cards in a way that far like his hands are a blur. You can barely see what he's doing, but he's playing like looks like he's dealing out poker hands to people. Um, but he his movements are just like a, a shimmering blur as he as he does things. Um, there are some other rabbit-looking people playing dice in, in a, like, um, what's that game in, in casinos, like the long table? Oh, craps. Yeah, uh, something akin to that. Uh, you see a number of patrons, like, sitting around talking as well. You actually spot another human in here. Uh, he looks to be an el- like an older gentleman, uh, and he's having a, a pretty deep conversation with a frog person. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like there, there's, there's a stage um, where some people could be performing. Uh, they aren't at the moment, but you imagine this is the kind of place people play music all the time. You can't see where this piano is as well. There's just this ambient music just mm-hmm. kind of filling the air, mm-hmm. the smoke kind of hazing around. I will have a game of um, monster battles with them. Okay. Uh, so do you want to play kind of... Um, uh, what, what what did that other one call it? That other guy? He called it King's King's Game. We could play King's Game, or we could just do like some one on ones, and then I'm a fan of King's Game. I think we could, I think we could do it. Yeah, we could do a five person King's Game. Yeah, five person King's Game. 
uh, they pull up a table, like they, they, one of them flutters over and like finds a table and like a, a stool and brings it over. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) And now, back to the show. Uh, Meredith, Harold Mm -hmm. seems to be sitting down to play Monster Battle with some pixies. Yep. How are you feeling? She's brooding. (laughs) I think as much as I don't want her to, I think Meredith will be sulking (laughs) quite a bit right now because she's angry and hates being backed into a corner. Um, So, yeah, she's probably just like standing there with her arms folded, glowering at the table. Okay. Like deep in thought. All right. Um, Ross, I'm not going to make a sit through a game of Monster Battle <laughs> uh, with all of the various twists and turns that it has. Uh, I think what would be appropriate would be... I'm going to say you're proficient in Monster mm. Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Is Harold a... a like, how does Harold play? Is he a very, like, methodical thinking player? Or is he kind of like a read the other people, work out what they're doing kind of player? That's definitely him, for sure. He's 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 more of a, like... Yeah, he more is more of a, like, sussing out the opponent's sort of okay. play and that kind of thing. All right, and given that King's the King's Game version of Monster Battle has a lot more like group interaction is harold like a like a political player or is he just kind of like he does his own thing while keeping an eye on people oh he's definitely a political player like he he's definitely like making deals yeah you don't attack me this turn i'll give you i'll play this thing and kill that for you yeah like it's that it's that thing where like as much as he as much as he tries to eschew like tradition that that noble background is just hard to fully give up for him and he's very used to like the way that people can manipulate each other and sort of okay so i'm gonna say uh for this roll give me a piece a persuasion roll and add your proficiency bonus to it if you don't already have it 14 okay uh i think you come a close second in Mm -hmm. this game You, you you manage to survive as the other players get knocked out but in the end one of the other uh topple he just manages to like play the, the combination that wins him the game. But while you're doing that, which will probably take 30 to 40 minutes, I think, of playing. So during the game, um, I'll be talking to the Pixies about how they get to and from the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Just like casually being like, oh, so, you know, you were at the library. How did you find yourselves here? And like, I'm really trying to like, figure out you're gathering information you're trying yes to because what i want ultimately is for the pixies to uh to teleport us back to firmastus without having to play red's game that is my plan mm-hmm. um okay and i would be spending the time like 
figuring out what kind of magic they have and like potentially seeing if they would be interested in like an exchange of some kind, you know, where like they do this for me and then I like, I sort of either owe them a favor or, you know, offer them Mm -hmm. um, another game, like for instance, Barbarian Chess, you know, like. Right. Okay. Um, Well, I think that is an investigation. Okay. To like, to gather the information and and find out what's going on um but we'll come to that in a bit because that's some time down the yeah. way while while meredith and uh trillis are, are here in the bar um trillis is going to whilst swigging on her nut brown beverage from the bar um mm. is just gonna tap meredith on the shoulder and be like so I can tell you're mad. And I know what it's like to be mad. I do it a lot. Um, but what... There's something we can do. Can we, fuck out, can we go looking for something? Can we... I just want to break you out of this funk because it's not going to help you right now. And you know that. So I'm going to... Meredith kind of closes my... Closes her eyes. Closes my eyes, no. Um, closes her eyes and takes a deep, deep breath. And then she, like, shakes herself a little bit and then, like, rolls the shoulders a bit, cracks the neck, and then is like, no, you're right. So look, we go and try and find this music. That's your, that's your thing, right? Yes, it is. Look, sorry, I let him get the best of me. That's not helping anybody. And she, like, looks around the room. Can I do, like, an investigation and see if there's anything that I can... Like, if I can see where this music's coming from or, like, hear uh, it. Just give me a perception. Ooh, that's a nine. <laughs> You're looking around and you, you just, you cannot, like, nail down where this music is coming from. Like, mm-hmm. It seems to just kind of permeate the room from an unknown source. You are drawn slightly to, like, this stage yeah. uh, where there could be someone performing, but you can't see them. Yes, yeah. So what I'm thinking is... um. Is there anybody who looks like they're about to take the stage? There is uh, somebody, like you can see the the curtain off the side of the stage. There looks like you can see some feet. You can't see who it is, but there's, there's somebody okay. about to take the stage. All right. Is it possible to maybe like sneak my way around the back? Uh, give me a stealth roll. Is Trillis following you? No, because she hasn't said what she's doing. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to be, I'll put a, a hand on Trillis's arm and just say, wait here. She's going to do that like eye narrow, but like not stop you. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling so badly. 13. Better than me. Um, well, you get to behind the stage and maybe some people saw you, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to behind the stage and you see like behind the curtain and there's mm. a halfling Yep. behind the, the curtain and he's dressed in uh, like a coat and tails, black coat and tails, yep. white gloves, like a, a t- very tall hat uh, and he's like fiddling with some playing cards. Okay. Uh, and he also has this staff which is kind of like it's standing upright on the, the next to him on the floor yep. but it's not leaning it's just like somehow magically standing upright with this this glass orb on top of it. Okay. 
Um, has he seen me? He has. Okay. Um. Hi. Oh. Uh, um. Uh, hello. I'm I Meredith. Did... Who uh, are you? I, I'm Gillenor. I <gasps> didn't expect to see another halfling here. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. We're few and far between in these parts. What brings you here? I, I'm I'm here for a gig. Amazing. And he, he like takes a bow. Gillenor the magician. Nice to meet you, Gillenor the magician. Don't, please just call me Gil. <laughs> well, I was sent by the agency as your assistant. My name's oh. Meredith. Uh, give me a deception roll. <laughs> All I wanted. All I wanted. Sixteen. Oh, I, I, okay. I didn't. The mm. Meredith oh. is going to cast um, disguise self um, to like she kind of gives this like magical flourish and then is dressed in like a sparkly sort of um, magician's assistant sort of get up. Oh, very very nice. Do you do you have that? costume around somewhere as well or just the illusion just the illusion for now okay did did the agency tell you about my acts not very assist- much no um which was surprising to me because i feel like they possibly should have given me some more information but they just said you'd fill me in on like when i got here okay mm. um okay okay um mm. all right well uh, what I'm going to get you to do is I need somebody in the audience that I can call on during my act. Okay. Uh, and if you want to be that plant, that's... I've given... He, he like looks you up and down. Uh, what I think your skill set might be, this could work. Um, at some point, I'm going to saw you in half. Okay. And... What you need to do when I do this is, mm-hmm. like, scooch up as much as you can into one half of the box. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, great, good. I can do that. Good. Um, and then, just okay, so just uh, when I ask for a volunteer and the box is on stage, mm-hmm. just put your hand up and I'll, yep, I'll call great. on you. All right, if you can sneak back out there, uh, make sure yeah, no one you. Cool. Not a problem. Cool, cool. We'll do. All right, cool, great. I'll give you um, a stealth roll. Yeah, and I'm also going to... Um, cast disguise self or dispel that mm-hmm. so I'm not dressed in like a sparkly dress anymore <laughs> okay 18 yeah you, you sneak out of here and people don't seem to notice you uh, and a few moments later a voice from somewhere announces a new act coming all the way from Faerun Gillenor the magician and then this halfling steps up on stage uh, the applause from the, the audience. Um, Harold, the, the change of light doesn't seem to affect your mm. game. You're like, you can see well enough. Hello, it is very nice to be here. Thank you, everyone. I, as the voice from the sky said, I am Gillenor the Magician, and I am here today to perform magic without the aid of the arcane, the deuce of the divine, or the nurture of nature. And he plants that staff onto the stage and like flick something and there's this hum from this ro- from this orb and uh, Meredith as you're close to him you can feel any magical effect you had on you dispel mm-hmm. 
is there a caster in the audience? Someone out there with a fireball or a firebolt, a magic missile, something of that nature? You hear someone in the background? Yeah, I got magic missile. Great, if you can just lay them on me, just hit me hard with a magic missile. Promise, no repercussions from me to you, just hit me with magic missile, just do it. Hit me with magic missile. And this person's like, I, okay. And then this bolt of magic shoots out, flies towards him, and then just disappears as it gets to him. I have here an anti-magic sphere. No magic can pass within this area. I am unaffected by your spells, which means I cannot cast magic. And with a flourish of his hand, a flower appears. But I can do magic. Uh, and he is going to perform stage magic in an anti-magic sphere. In a sphere. world of magic. Yeah, in a great. world of magic. Awesome. Gillenor the magician. <laughs> uh, at some point during the show, he asks for a, a... Is there a volunteer in the audience? Someone oh, that could... me! Me, 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 me! Yes, the halfling down in front. Please hey. come on up. And he has these, these uh, wooden boxes. If you can just climb in this box. You're not, you're not going to ask me my name? Oh, well, I think for someone about to be sword in half, the audience doesn't want to get too attached. <laughs> a bit of laughter. <laughs> but yes, for those, those who might know, what is your name? Oh, my name, my, my name is Deborah. Deborah, thank you very much for joining us. Where are you from, Deborah? Oh, I'm from, I'm from around. Deborah from around. Give it, a, give it a round of applause for Deborah from around. Uh, clapping from the audience. Um, you step, lay down in this box and as you lay down, you see that there are these like push plates to push out some mechanical legs which mm-hmm. dangle up at the side to simulate yeah, your own legs. Out. Yep. And then I scrunch. Then you scrunch because he's going to cut you in half. I scrunch! Uh, just give me a... Uh, a scrunch roll? <laughs> a scrunch roll, an acrobatics. Oh, no. Oh, that is an 18. You do not get sword in half. Huzzah! When he saws me, though, can I um, roll a, a performance check to um, see if my screams are... <laughs> yes. How give convincing. me a performance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an 11. They are not convincing. <laughs> convincing enough to some people. You hear someone in the audience being like, stop, you're murdering her. And then I, um, I, I stop yelling and I, I look back at him and I wink. And I'm like, I'm fine. He, he, he you know, pulls the boxes apart, moves them around, puts them back together and then releases you fully, uh, fully unharmed. I take a flourishing bow. Now, when I'm up here, can I see anything going on? Uh, yeah, give me a perception at advantage. Okay. That is a... An eight and an eight. So eight. The spotlight. It's exactly the same. Ugh. The spotlight is it's bl- no. you can't quite see the spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you're probably used to, to working up on the stage and seeing the audience, but like the angle that you're at, it just doesn't work for yeah, you. Okay. You're, you're used to being closer to the stage, mm-hmm. but you're standing up on these boxes. All right. um, but Gillenor helps you down. Give it up for my my dashing assistant. Amazing. So I take a bow. He flour- he flourishes and produces a bouquet of flowers, which he hands to you. Oh, thank you. Um, can I go backstage instead? Of uh, yeah, you can audience? you can walk backstage as you go off the stage. Confidently, like bluff my way backstage. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, Gilinor is going to keep doing some some more tricks. And as you All like right. walk out away from him, you feel that magical, like any magical effects you had on you return. So your like coat, like shuffles as it, as you leave the the sphere. Can I like give it a pat? <laughs> yeah. Great. Um. All right. What's backstage? Uh. So backstage, there is a traveling like trunk, mm-hmm. which has like Gilinor the magician like painted on it, mm-hmm. uh, which is currently locked. There are some doors that lead further into the the backstage part of the the area. And there's like a bucket of a bucket of sand, a bucket of water, you know, a couple other things. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna go through the doors. Hey there, Ferromasters fans. It's your friendly Dungeons and Doctors DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see it and name a character after you. Wouldn't that be a cool way to leave your your mark on the show? If you would like to have a mid-show message, a message put right here for someone you care about, just fill out the form via our link tree and on our website, dndoctorate.com, and then one of us can read out a message for you. We can read it out as ourselves or as a character. Perhaps you'd like a message from Lanwin. Just fill out that form and have us deliver a voice for you. Hope you're all enjoying this pub crawl arc. We've definitely taken a turn with the adventure. I know some of you were maybe thinking, oh, pub crawl, this is going to be filler. Nope. All story all the time, friends. Even the filler is story. Uh, I'm not going to hold us up much longer. The next episode will come out next Thursday the 10th, but let's get back to this episode right now okay um so while you're doing that let's go back to trillis mm-hmm. um so meredith left mm-hmm. you yeah sorry what are you up to <laughs> fine um i probably didn't do anything until i saw her pop up on stage i was probably keeping a vague eye on harold's card game card game and then once the most of the audience was sort of distracted by whatever was going on on the stage because I would assume that mm-hmm. based on the magic missile being thrown from like the back of the room that as soon as this performance has started most of the room that aren't participating in their own games are yeah they keep they're watching, watching the performance, performance. Cool. Um, I just want to cast my eyes around and see if I can see any of the tokens like the one that got flicked at me okay like um, yeah so some of these games of chance um have like a number of tokens in front of these players who are playing like they've got a couple mm-hmm. of them um you can also see the the dealers at these tables uh like are reaching under the table and pulling out these tokens mm-hmm. and you can see a few people walking around with these tokens okay. the human man talking to the frog he's like fiddling with a token he's got on the table um have we have we actually been told how many tokens we need to get out? No. Mr. Red just said you need token to leave. He didn't say how many, but you got the impression it was one. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Cool. I am going to just sort of wander around and see if there's any, like, I don't want to say anyone who's, like, clearly just put one in their pocket, but clearly anyone who's just put one in their pocket. 
<laughs> like that's in the crowd that's watching the performance, not that are at the card mm-hmm. games. Is this a, a sleight of hand not yet. check you're about to make? Not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, you can see one of these rabbit humanoids um, has just like won a game of dice and he's like, yeah, pockets that, that token. He's walking past. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, um, just going to just try and see if she can like pinch one out of his pocket. Um, with, just with your, your hand, just like reach in and grab it. Yeah. She doesn't really have anything that's going to make that any easier than that. So. All right. Give me a sleight of hand against their perception roll, their passive perception. 22. <laughs> 22. I rolled an 18 plus nice. 4. So. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yes. Uh, you... Tiny gnome, dexterous fingers. <laughs> yeah. You whip that, that token out of its pocket cool. as he walks past you. And then I'm just going to pocket it and wander over to the bar and order myself another of the same beer. So whatever I just had, okay. that mm-hmm. again. So, like, it was just sort of, I wandered around to have a look at some things. I happened to have nicked this on my way, but, like, I'm going to go and get myself a beer. Okay. And then um, I'm going to head back over to where Harold is. For reasons. Okay. Um, having this second drink, you're you're feeling much more confident in your ability <laughs> to, to talk with people. For the rest of the night, you have a plus one on intimidation and persuasion rolls. Nice. Yoink. That's going to help my plus zero charisma, so that'll be good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> she hits things hard. She's strong. That's about it. Mm. Um, Trillis returns, Harold, as your game is wrapping mm. up, but you are rolling an investigation to gather information from these uh, these pixies about how they got here, um, those kinds of things. Hmm. Um, let me invest. And actually, given the situation, given the length of time, uh, investigation with advantage, I think. Okay. Is... Would it be investigation or like persuasion? Because I'm sort of. Um. Let's actually let's call it with let's call it persuasion because you are like persuading them to give you the information. Mm. Um. Just a straight persuasion. Yeah. yeah. Sixteen. Okay. Um. You find out from them that they have this like sense mm. where they can find uh, what they call transitional spaces mm. uh, spaces kind of in between one place and another and in these transitional spaces they can sometimes find their way to slip into the Feywild mm-hmm. uh, and they sensed this this particular transitional space and decided to come investigate Cool. So probably what I'll do is um, I'll say, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of this proprietor's games. Uh, You know, a little mean-spirited for my taste. Uh, But I do like yours quite a bit. And it would be great. I mean, do you have the ability to take us with you next time? I, I could teach you all sorts of things in return. The barbarians that I'm with, they have such wonderful games. Give me a persuasion rule. Because you're persuading them to do something 
that might be against their interests. Ten. So low. Roll a five. Mm. We are not rolling well today, like, in general. Yeah, I haven't rolled above no. a 15, except for I, that one I nature check. I pulled that, one, that 122 and everything else has been... So... Uh, well, Harold, uh, the the rules of the establishment are very particular, and we don't want to um, offend the owner of the establishment by sneaking you out um, when we go. We maybe if you made it, I don't, I don't know. And then one of them whispers, "More our more in our interest." <laughs> Well, tell me, I mean, what is it that you want? I I, I can do a lot of things. Oh. Uh, um. And they, like, look in, they start talking in a language you don't understand. Mm. Looking at you, talking in a language, looking at you, talking, talking. We can get you out, but you know us a favour. And, and, we'll, and we'll cash it in at some point. That, that seems only fair. Yes. Okay. Then yes. Um, okay. Well, I think the best way to do this is if... Um, okay. How about uh, Ruffle meets you in the men's room in, in, in five minutes? Inside check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 19 um, It sounds like they have a plan mm-hmm. uh, But what they're doing Goes against the rules of the, the establishment So they're trying to do it in a, yeah. a Underhanded um, Unnoticed way um, What about my friends? Do you think you could Help them as well? Uh, there's more talking in, in Sylvan Maybe just one Maybe just you Sorry, Harold. Okay. Um, cool. So, um, if I see, if I see, um, Trillis will, will, will have walked back to you at this point. Yeah. Can Trillis actually walk back to, like, behind the pixies? Like, she's just walked around the table with her beer, mm-hmm. just sort of watching the game. Like, the game, I assume the game is finished or just, like, finishing up. It was finishing up. It, I think it had finished up and then Harold Got had that conversation. Um, she's just gonna do, you know that? That thing that people do that I cannot do, Kate, the player cannot do, where you flick the coins along your fingers and back. Mm. Mm-hmm. She does that, but with both tokens, one on each finger. Yeah. Okay. And then just pockets them again. Just more from a, like, you now know I have two. Mm. That is for your benefit, not really for anyone else. Yeah. If they see it, it's, yeah. she doesn't care if they see it, but, like... Oh, yeah. uh, I'll yep. uh, I'll look around and make a um, a persuasion, not persuasion, um, perception check. Just looking for Meredith if I see her, <laughs> which I don't uh, with an eleven. I suppose my passive is better than that, but yeah, no, you don't see, you don't see her. Uh, have you seen Meredith? Hmm. She just chuckles to herself and then like flicks her head towards the stage. Ah, I uh, should have guessed. Um, all right, well, I, I think I can get myself out of here without indulging this... Anyway, uh, without playing these stupid games. Uh, uh, I know you have a token. I I think we can, if we can collect Meredith, we can possibly uh, move on with the evening. Yes, I feel like 
we might need to end up at the successful state at some point this evening. And she's just going to sort of wander, not to backstage, but to like wherever the backstage logical entrance point would be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like where she thinks if she was looking for someone, they would come out from. Okay. Let's jump to Meredith, mm-hmm. who is backstage through sneaky, a doorway. Sneaky. sneaky, sneaking around. All right. What have I found? Uh, you've found some dressing rooms, uh-huh. uh, which appear to be locked at the moment. Yep. If you wanted to try and pick these locks, you could. Um, no, I think I'll keep going. Okay. Um, there's some stairs that are, that lead up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this hallway with stairs that lead up somewhere. Do you keep? Do you keep going? Do you go up the stairs? Yes. Okay. Um, you go up the stairs and you find yourself in another hallway uh, and then you hear like the the crowd of, from the bar down one end of the hallway mm-hmm. and then from the other end of the hallway is this very large ornate door. Okay. I'm going to just creep towards that and maybe put my ear against it or look down at the keyhole. I assume there's a keyhole? There is a keyhole. Yep, so I'm going to see if I can see anything through the keyhole. Okay, give me a perception roll. <gasps> Ooh, that's a 22. Uh, you peer through this keyhole and it's like very difficult to, to see fully because of the, your forced perspective. Mm-hmm. But there's a very large ornate table and sitting behind this table going through all these scrolls and things is Mr. Red. Okay. And he appears to be doing some kind of paperwork or something administrative. And you hear someone else's voice in the room uh, talking to him, but you can't make out what they're saying. Uh, It's possibly in a language you don't know. Okay. Are there any doors in this corridor apart from that one? There There is a door. It appears to be unlocked when you like give the, the knob a, a twist okay um I'm going to can I look through the keyhole and see if there's anybody in there it, it's pretty dark it, it might be some kind of storage room okay I'm gonna sneak in there slip in there okay uh, you slip into this storage room and it's full of crates and barrels and it looks like decorations and things mm-hmm. um the kind of storeroom you'd find in an establishment like this, it doesn't appear to be particularly interesting or, or fantastical. Okay. Um, you can spend I... some time investigating through these boxes if you want to. Or yeah, I slip think back I will. Out. But before I do that, I think what I'm going to do is cast Invisibility. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to cast Invisibility, which means I'm going to be invisible for an hour, right? Yes. Uh, unless you uh, make an a, a attacking action. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to cast Invisibility and then sneak back and, like, hover near the door mm-hmm. and wait for the door to open so I can slip in. Yep, so you, you wait for about five minutes uh, and then there's... It, it opens and a, a, a person walks out. She's wearing this very colourful, flowy dress that's, like, patterned with what looks like all kinds of different colours of jelly beans mm-hmm. uh, and she, she walks out 
out of the the room down the hallway and you slip in as the door mm-hmm. swings shut it has a kind of natural swing it wants to close mm-hmm. and you are in Mr. Red's office <laughs> my heart is beating so fast right now anyway um yes so I'm just gonna like stay there and watch him for a second it's a very uh it's a, it's a quite a large room actually um there's like the the four corners of the room have these like tree trunk looking designs where the, the branches form the ceiling mm-hmm. okay, and, and knit together with these like uh, red and orange leaves forming this pattern on the roof uh, there's this large ornate desk um, which is intricately carved with lots of like give me a uh, a wisdom check I think oh no wisdom my wisdom's not great yeah, it's only a nine. Okay. No, you can't quite make out like what the the particular theme is for this this desk. What what all these carvings are about? Uh, just on that, he's going through paperwork and he's got like a like a wine rack, but just full of scroll, like a scroll holder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going through paperwork and he's looking at things. Doesn't seem to have noticed you. Okay. Can I do an investigation check and look around a little bit more? See if there's anything interesting in here? Yep, do an investigation. 23. Okay. Um, you spend some more time, like, looking around the room. Yeah, I'm not moving, by the way. <laughs> okay. Just, just yeah. from, from your spot, looking around the yeah. room. And everything in here is autumn-themed in some way. Okay. There's this, these motives of, like, harvest things that you'd be familiar with, you'd associate with autumn the the color scheme of the leaves like everything is in some way associated with the change of seasons autumn mm-hmm. uh he is going th- like he's a, a lot of papers on his desk um some of them catch your eye mm-hmm. and uh what was that number you rolled for your your check uh 23 for investigation 19 plus four Okay, with with a twenty three, there's a few things on there that like you, you're peering at a distance, to, like read and make out. You think you see one scroll that's like a, it's got something about uh, Merpolisus, which is the the Merfolk kingdom. It's like a whole yeah. big section on Merpolisus. Um, you can't like it's it's. Like reading at a distance, you're like squinting your eyes trying to make it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's very difficult oh, to, to make it I'd out. I really want to move closer, but do I want to risk it? You'd have to make a stealth roll. Ah, what should I do, guys? We're not there, we can't tell you. Ah, I will say, mechanically, okay. you do have advantage on stealth rolls while you're invisible. Yes. Ooh, okay. That, I'm going to yeah. risk it. Let's go. I'm going to move closer. Uh, that is a nine and an eleven. No. Okay. Uh, he doesn't look up. He just keeps like he's writing uh, with a quill. Um, you like creep your way close to this desk and like, okay, let's see what else is on this desk. What what are these things? Um, hmm. There's. Oh, there's a there's a paper here and you can just see like the title of it but it's like it's in the middle of this stack mm-hmm. 
it's it's called like you can just see like the 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 letter head like it's like a, a like a, someone's written a letter and it's got this letter head and it's called the defiant quill brigade okay is like the organization at the top give me a intelligence check can i do a history check at some point yeah do a, well? actually do a history check yeah okay cool all right that is a 24 17 plus 7 well, the the Defiant Quill Brigade. Oh, you've you've heard of something about that? Um, they're a group that kind of rallied against against wizards in some way. They were doing something. Oh, what? And then you're like, hang on a minute. That that sounds really familiar. The Defiant Quill mm-hmm. Brigade. The Def- did Bonin mention something about them? Uh, if you could read the letter, maybe you'd get a get more information. But it's, it's it's in the middle of this stack. You'd have to yeah. pull it out. And he's just like quill and ink writing. You can't see what he's writing. He's like you'd have to climb up onto the table to see better. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think what I'm gonna do is a part of me that really wants to be stupid and like use my persuasion but I'm not going to um I think she's just gonna file that away to talk to Bonin about later um and is going to stealth it back to the door and just wait at the door for a bit okay uh give me a stealth roll (laughs) at advantage because you are invisible uh it's an 18 with advantage You, you cr- silently creep your way back to the door mm-hmm. and you, you wait for someone to come by and open it. Yeah. And you're waiting for what feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably like mm-hmm. two minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> the door opens and you see one of these blue-skinned, um, like, humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stay in the room. Mm-hmm. And... Mr. Red looks up. Just give me a few more minutes if you don't mind. Sorry, sir. He closes the door. Mm-hmm. Meredith, I don't think we were done with our interaction. Yeah. 